You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, guys, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, the greatest show on earth, because Chris is not here, so it's the greatest show on the earth. No, I'm just kidding, Chris. We love That's you. That's rude. That's rude, right? Right <laughs> well, after sorry. he gets married, too. I know. I got to pick on him somehow. He's not here. Alongside my brother James, my name is Ryan. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. Like I said, uh, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor of this episode. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use their services. Uh, the Dallas Stars do win in overtime tonight. I don't care that it took overtime; they got the two points. That's all that matters. Final score: four to three over Maddie Beniers in the Seattle Kraken, who are facing a lot of injuries and lost two people tonight, uh, the Seattle Kraken did. So initial thoughts from tonight's game, James. What, what, what's your first thought? I mean, the Kraken are not the same team that we knew last year. This team is, ooh, they look rough. I mean, uh, granted, I mean, the Stars didn't look much better, but uh, we scored on our chances more often than they did. And that's kind of how it went, honestly. I was really frustrated with tonight's game with a couple of things and we'll, we'll get into those, but my initial thought from tonight's game, especially is from the third period, uh, specifically the third period, the stars did not play very well. And now I understand part of it was they were making stupid ticky tacky calls. Uh, the refs were, but when you get the amount of chances that the stars get and your power play is as good as it's been the last two and a half months, two months, whatever, you need to get another goal to put it out of reach. And they didn't do that in the third period. And that's the most frustrating thing for me tonight. They did not take care of business when they were given those power plays. Yeah. And it, it was really strange too, because like we scored on the sixth on five, you're like, Oh, okay. More space. And it, that'll be great and the i mean a lot of the time it it was just like nothing the whole time or we would just pass ourselves to, into oblivion and not get anything the thing that really worries me especially is this is not a one game thing this happened in the last game on saturday and you know, if it's one thing, it's a fluke. If it's two things, it might be something. If if it's three, it's a problem. If it's four games, then you've got yourself a a shift in play. And I'm hoping I'm not thinking what I'm thinking right now is going to come true because th this power play, the last two games, is what it looked like at the very beginning of the season, before the Minnesota yeah. game when the Stars exploded and went four for five. Yeah, and that same power play also had a stretch where they had like almost 50% of the goals go in. So this is not new from the Stars. This happened all last year too. So I would be worried if I didn't know how streaky 
our power play was. I mean, it, it happened all season last year and uh, it's, it's going to happen again this year. I mean, we're going to go on streaks where we score almost every single one and we're going to go on streaks where we just can't seem to get one that, to save our lives. And un- unfortunately, that means that we're going to have to get even strength goals or shorthanded goals and some really good goaltending. But uh, fortunately for tonight, that's what we got. Well, before we get into the goaltending tonight, which uh, we definitely need to discuss uh, this evening, the I'm really not sure what's going on with the power play specifically, but it seems like they are just bound and determined to shoot it from the point and just use it from the point. And I mean, and obviously that hasn't worked in the last couple of games. I don't think that's true at all, though, Ryan. I mean, we had multiple times with Sagan and Dush- and Duchesne and Marchment, they were trying to pass into the circle and we 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 couldn't get it in there. And that that's that's one reason why I kind of liked we put Harley on for like 30 seconds of one of them. Harley has a bomb from the point and he tends to get those through pretty regularly. So that's a good adjustment. It's just felt like it was a little later than I would have hoped for, but it it was. I really think we just passed ourselves out of opportunities tonight. We I think we had ended the night on, with like two power play shots, and we had four of them. So, like that that is not good enough. You especially on a backup goaltender as well, because they they don't have their starter either. Just yeah. just fire that at him. He's going to give up rebounds. You're going to get your chances. Well, Joey Decord is a very capable goaltender, though. In my opinion, he's. Very and and so is so is Scott Wedgwood, but at the same time, I, I agree. At the same time, both of them, both sides, both them and Wedgwood had a lot of rebounds tonight. That's just those are how those goaltenders are typically, and it it's it's a matter of cleaning up in the slot or executing when they when they give one of those up. All right, so they caught overpassitis. Is basically what we're we're giving you I, up to. I us. really think that's what happened tonight. Looking for the perfect pass instead of just taking a shot. Okay, so we'll we'll chalk it up to that. I, I think I'm I agree with you. I don't think they overpass itis, but I think they just need to shoot more. I mean, I mean, what have we been telling Robo? Shoot more. <laughs> I think we just need more shots on the power play, and e- even if it hits. Uh, I mean, obviously, we wanted to get through the first blocker, but even at this point, I mean, just look for the awkward bounce, man. I mean, it, it's yeah, I mean, the last two games that not past, good. We thought over the past, like, four weeks where the other team is just randomly firing at the net, it goes one off of one of our players and straight back to him, and they have a wide-open net to shoot that. I mean, the the puck is made of rubber. It bounces weird. <laughs> You're going to get lucky if you shoot it. Eventually, you'll get lucky if you shoot it. That is that is true. Um, all right, so let's move on to goaltending. We very briefly mentioned it, uh, segue into that. So, obviously, we get the news that Jake Ottinger is week to week, which is, I mean, take it with a grain of salt however you want to, whether it's, it's good news or bad news. I think it's just news. It could have been worse, could have been better. But uh, he is out week to week with his uh, lower body injury. We obviously know it was lower body based off of what we saw. And strictly what we saw tonight from Wedgwood was a another excellent performance. I mean, I mean, the guy is 
really stepping up when we absolutely need him to. And he he allows three goals again tonight because we can we it has to be three goals when Wedgwood is in net for some reason. I don't know why, but it just feels like that. And I honestly thought for a, for a second that he was going to finally keep it down under two, but he gives the stars another excellent effort tonight. And, you know, starting to look like a starters, a starter in the net, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's, he, he really, he could have had a shutout tonight, honestly. I mean, they score off of two odd man rushes. The first one's just, we didn't get back. The second one, Studer, runs into someone who is staring at him and knows that Suter is coming, which I kind of think is interference, but you know, whatever yeah. they get a two on one off of it. They, that's the second one they score off of. And then the third one is a freak bounce that goes off of him off the post off of a Seattle defenseman drops. And then we try to slap it out, slap it right back to a Seattle person and banks it in an empty net. So like, those are the three goals you're looking at. You're like, I mean, he stopped everything else. Okay, so you, you kind of briefly mentioned it, but I got one question before we talk about the the last goal that Seattle scored. Do you feel the Stars are getting a little bit unlucky with, with these bounces when it comes to opponents scoring on their own net? It, it really feels right now that the Stars are just not getting any lucky bounces when it comes to those sort of things. Just a feeling, not an eye, I, just an eye test, not a, there's, I, I have no stats to back this up right now. I would have agreed with you if you said it three games ago. I think the past three games, there have been lucky bounces against us, but we've also gotten lucky bounces back the other way. And so, so like, yes, a little unlucky, but they're bouncing both ways now, whereas before I felt like they weren't. Okay, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is the Duchesne goal where he passed it in front and it banked off of uh, one of the opposing players' sticks, I, I think is what it was. I but think of, what else what, what else are you thinking? I think of, of yeah. the Harley pseudo breakaway that he had where he shot it, it hit the goaltender, fell straight down, and he just shoved it through. I mean, that's that, that can be considered kind of a lucky bounce too. It hits the goaltender, a, drops straight down where his five hole is, and you shank it under. I mean, if 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 I'm if it's on the other side, I feel like that's pretty lucky and just bad rebound control. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think it. That's like fifty percent lucky. If that makes sense. Like some of these other goals I'm seeing, these our opponents score. I feel are like so stinking lucky, and I'm just like, really that that bounce happens like that or it, it happens to go in it, it feels like we have started games lately so stinking well it, i mean like for example the that it was the last, last game games. yeah the last, last two, two games, games we've we played started, well we and then and, well. and then it's just gone to crap so i, I don't know I, I, just a I, feeling i really don't didn't feel that way tonight i think the last goal is a product of Seattle shooting 38 times, which, good night, that's a lot of shots. And then it's also a product of, I I, I think the Sagan line was really trying to get Duchesne the empty net hat trick. And I, I feel <laughs> like they didn't prioritize getting it out of the zone, and that, and that burned them bad. Because you get that out of the zone, and you set back up, you're perfectly fine. I mean, and, and we turned it back over in our own zone, and we were scrambling, and that's how it gets like that. And 
stuff happens when you're out of position. I mean, there was four Seattle players in front of our net versus two of our own. So that that's that's poor is. positioning. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the uh, the last Seattle goal, which my goodness took forever to review. I was just like, let's just get on with this, guys. Come on. Um, I was what, I was what, so your, sure it was take? a goal. I was so sure it was goal. I was playing games on my phone during the entire time. It's like, oh, we're going to overtime. I'm just going to kill some time, you know? I don't think there was anything wrong with that. They said that they were reviewing for, like, offsides or something. It wasn't even close. Like, it was... I don't know. I think it was a goal. Okay, now, here's the other thing. Here's the other funny thing that I've heard a lot of other podcasts talk about, right? Okay. So... You're trying to get the call right, right? So you you have a, a really controversial play that may or may not decide a game, right? Like this, like this play in particular. Instead of looking at the giant jumbotron that is literally like above their heads that they could just easily go, oh, ah. They're looking at these tiny little iPads down on 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 the other side of the ice across from the benches. So I don't the get reason that. for that, the reason for that is that the NHL has cameras on the blue line, like right on that the blue we don't line see, yes. that, that a lot of stadiums do, do not all have and broadcasts don't all have connection to them either. And if you're looking at only the overhead home arenas are going to play the angle that looks best for them. That's just that's how true. it is. Guilty. So uh, there's some truth to that. You you look at the you look at the video that the NHL says that this is this is what it was and I, I I don't think that's a problem. Also, I mean like you take perspective of like the jumbotron above you and you you hold the iPad up to that and the iPad's probably bigger. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Honest, I don't know. Okay, so, some I- stadiums maybe, but like here's Shippy. Uh... Should be the DJ for the Dallas Stars for American Airlines Center. They were playing Blame Canada for that review. <laughs> I love it. I love Shippy. He 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 does so well with a lot of the stuff that he does. Uh, he's so awesome. Okay, uh, we've gotten this far without actually talking about the true MVP of this game and probably of the last five games, and uh, that's Matt Duchesne. He gets two goals here tonight. He sets up Harley for the game winner in overtime. Sing the praises of uh, Matt Duchesne for a second, James. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing you can't say that hasn't already been said. But really, the biggest thing to me is that he has he's been a springboard for both Marchman and Sagan. I mean, all three of them are all on top of the scoring with our normal top line as well. I mean, there's six players who are all sitting there at the top of the points chart for us. And there's no, like, there's no weird gaps that most teams get. It's to the point where like, you're look. I'm looking at a roster. I'm like, how do we not have like five thirty goal scores by the end of this season? You know, like that's how crazy it looks. Well, well, I mean, that's the thing is the, the depth of the Dallas stars, especially when it comes to forward and when it comes to points is extremely balanced. It is very balanced considering what we what we've seen uh, from this team, and I mean it all boils down to to honestly Matt Duchesne because 
the 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 Johnston line hasn't been clicking as much as they were last year, which is okay because you've got the Matt Duchesne line that has been clicking like crazy. And then even the top line is not as dominant as it was last year. But again, you've when you've got the depth from all of these other guys, all these other guys are scoring. I mean, when you look at just the statistics for the stars overall, they're it's it's great. I mean, the overall when you look at their points, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight guys with 20, 20 or plus twenty or more points. And then you've got Johnson, who is just under that with 19. And, and then you've got, like, I mean, you, you've started to see some guys like Harley and Lindell who are really starting to put up points for the on the defensive uh, side. So it, it just goes to show you that these guys are really starting to do a heck of a lot better when it comes to those things. Love mm-hmm. to see the depth of the Dallas Stars right now. Yeah, and, and really the thing that's bigger than the points is, like, you look at the goals. All the goals are spread out, too. Like, there's not one player on the team who's scoring way more goals. I mean, Pavelski has 13, and then there's four people with 10. So that that's kind of ridiculous. Like, we're, we're having what St. Louis had a couple years back where they had, like, five or six 20-goal scorers. I mean, we're going to have at least they, four. At least they had, four. They had, they had seven nine. or something. They had no, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost on pace for that. I'm not even joking. I mean, Evgeny Dodonov has seven and, and then there's eight other people above him who have more than that. So and one of Jamie Benn is isn't even in that. Jamie yeah, Benn isn't in that. He has only scored five goals. That's not going to stay like that. He's going to score more goals. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Flyers have a plus 210, the Hurricanes have a minus 258. You can also take a look at the Kraken and the Oilers, two of the bottom feeders of the Pacific. The Kraken had a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185. And then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League.
all rights reserved. That is the crazy thing is to consider. You've got, I mean, Ben has five. Dodonoff has seven. Harley has eight. Johnson, Sagan have nine. Marchment, Hintz, Duchesne, and Robertson have ten. Pavelski, the 39-year-old, is the one leading the starting goals <laughs> with 13. And That's kind of crazy. That is absolutely crazy to consider all, all the depth that uh, that this team has. So, but uh, you know, it, just getting back to Deshane, because we, we kind of kind of segued a little bit too much off of but, that. But like, but, this is this is because of him. There's two more players in our top six points that are only there because he is on the team, right? And you know what's funny is I didn't even realize that he hadn't scored a goal in 11 games. Like, he went 11 yeah. games without a goal because he was still producing offensively. Yeah, which, by he, the way... He was way, still getting points. That That is his longest goal drought since, like, I think his rookie season. I mean, like... So, like, I mean, I didn't care. I, I mean, I, I know we were frustrated with Robertson, uh, especially last year when he started it off that ridiculous pace it was like 20 goals in like 25 games or 30 games or whatever and he he significantly slowed down after that but we don't expect that from Duchesne because he's a second line center but still I mean him and Ben who hasn't been scoring goals they've still been producing offensively they've still been getting assists same thing with uh with Robertson who's not again not scoring at the same pace he was last year but he's still, I think he's leading the stars in assists, isn't he? He's one point behind Pavelski. Okay. Or no, in assists, he has the lead in assists. But exactly. Exactly. So in points, so he's he, one point behind Pavelski. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and people are talking about the fact that, like, oh, uh, that, that's terrible. And, you know, he's not the same player he was last year. It, it, it doesn't matter know. because. Because we've well, because we've got the depth of all these guys who are scoring goals. We don't need one person to be scoring 40, 50 goals like he did last year. If he scores 30 and has all these assists and there's, you know, four other guys that score 30 goals, shoot, who cares? It's all about the team at that point, just getting it going. So, And, and realistically, uh, like, Robertson is going to come back out at some point and start scoring goals again. Yes, I, I, mean, I think he, he... he scored one tonight too. That like mm-hmm. literally like four weeks ago. That's not going in. It's never going in. Yes, agreed. It's just isn't. Um, I really want to talk about the the reaction by the stars when uh, Yanni Gord ran over Wedgwood. Uh, I love the reaction from the stars on that. I, I wish they would be a little bit more nasty. Sometimes when things like that happen, you don't really see them do stuff like that when there's like a cheap shot like uh uh who was it in the it was against the senators i think it was kachuk who who had that late hit on miro there were and, so and, many bad hits in that game i don't even want to yeah, talk about it that's, but, that, that's the fourth worst team in the league and they're throwing the most dirty hits in the league i think yeah but the, well that's beside the point the point the point for me is i would like the stars to be a little bit more nasty when we see stuff like that and we've got guys who can be nasty like the top two guys that that kind of stick it into my brain a little bit are Ben and Marchman. I would like, and now I know they're not going to be on the ice when you know Robertson is out there or whatever. But I would still like them to be just a little bit more nasty around plays like that. Is that fair? Yeah, I I feel I I was really frustrated with there was a lot of contact with Wedgwood tonight. It wasn't just that one play. There was. 
they were bumping him a lot tonight. And I felt I felt like we were letting them get away with a lot of that. So and it is nice to see the response. It's it's nice for me because normally we wouldn't have any of that. So any amount of response that I'm getting right now, uh, I'm happy with. Oh. Mm. I, I, I don't know how better to look at it. This this Stars team is not physical. They're one of the least hitting teams in the league. You're, you're just not going to see that that often. And the, the fact that they're sticking up for Wedgwood at all is is a good thing in my eyes. What, what I, I think they did fine. I don't think they needed to be any more nasty. I think maybe they needed to be nasty earlier when they bumped them a little more. And then that penalty wouldn't have happened at all because they wouldn't have been driving the net that hard. But whatever. Now, the the other thing that I want to talk about when it comes to Wedgwood is that scary incident that happened. Uh, was it in the second period? Or was it early in the first? Early in the first. Early in the first. Uh, Wedgwood appears to take a puck up high, and it crumples him. And uh, James, you sent us a text, and I quote, Kerpe. Kerpe. <laughs> I was typing so fast. Crap. <laughs> and then so, in the Discord, I typed, I pooped myself a little. Oh, I... Let's just say that I saw our season flash before my eyes when that happened. I, I, I really it's thought. no offense. It is absolutely no offense to Matt Murray and to Remy Poirier. It's like it's I don't, kind of I don't mean offense. anything by it, but like they are not ready no. to be starting net in either one of them to be starting netminders in the NHL. There's it, a it, reason I just, why. No. There's a reason why they're in the AHL. And they're going to be, I think both of them could be very good. They've both got decent potential and they've shown uh, flashes in the pan in the AHL. Like both of them, seriously. But it is so much faster at the NHL level that if if we get to the point where we're relying on those two, we're just trying to stay 500 until one of the, one of the two of Wedgwood or Otter come back and hope that they can save our season. So yeah, that, that's... That's something that uh, I held my breath there for a little bit until Wedgwood got back up. I was terrified. Yes, I was beyond terrified when I got to that point. So, uh, anyways, um, what are some other things from tonight's game that I'm thinking that I'm not mentioning that we should mention? Anything? Um, other than specific like plays or players, no, not really. Okay, well, let's get into biggest winner, biggest loser, and then we'll we'll think about some of those uh, players. Okay, uh, let's start with her biggest loser tonight. Who's your biggest loser tonight, James? Yanni Hockenpah. Dude, if he doesn't <laughs> whiff on that stupid play, the game is completely under control. I mean, we had the Seattle Kraken under our thumb that entire second period, and then he just whiffs on it, and it got scary from there and never got back. So I... You can't do that, man. Like, it's he's not even skating fast. He's not fast enough to skate past the puck, okay? He just isn't. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he, and then it goes to the other side, too. And you got to, like, you got to take one person out of the play and he just does it. It's, it's all, it's, it, it, it all went wrong. I saw that happen and I knew it was in the back of our net. That's basically where it was. 
That's how I felt about the breakaway on Saturday in the Blues game. That's exactly how I felt. I yeah, was like, it's, oh, it was the it's exact the same right feeling. Now. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's that same feeling I used to have back in 2015-16 when we had Kari Lettinen and uh, Auntie Niemi as our goalies. <laughs> I just, oh, it's an odd man rush the other way? Oh, it's in the back of our net. <laughs> I just immediately that was, knew. That was one thing that I will say we did well tonight. We only gave up like three or four odd man rushes and they scored on two of them. So, okay. I mean, Seattle was giving them up all night and we should have scored on more than two of them, which is a little annoying, but we scored on like our first two. So what, what are you going to do? My biggest loser tonight, as I try not to yawn, excuse me, is the stars inability to hold on to a two goal lead. That has been an issue. It, it, you know, three weeks Ryan, now. It, three it is not weeks. just the stars. Have you heard the stat that there's like 59 games where teams have blown a two goal lead? It, this is the this is this season is on track for being the most blown leads ever in NHL history. I know, like but that, I don't. That's ridiculous. Okay, it's not but just you know the what? stars. It's it's every other good team in the league. I mean, you've seen the Golden Knights do it against the Sharks. You've seen Edmonton do it multiple times over. The Sharks have come back on multiple teams over, and we thought the Sharks were going to be the worst team in NHL history at the beginning of the season. And then I think the Red Wings were up five to nothing. I think right yeah. at one point, and, and the Sharks came back, back and won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, 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 and, and, the, or and, the, the, and then you see, no, yeah, it was that, that didn't even happen. That happened twice this year already. The Blue Jackets were up five nothing on the Leafs. And the Leafs came back. They well, lost Columbus that game, still but won. They still came yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, but I I understand what you're saying that this is a different NHL and like two goal leads are not safe it's anymore. It's not just a different NHL. This year is being weird. But you know what? I'm just gonna say that to this. I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't care, Ryan, but you should. You get, it's you fun. Have you have to hold on to your leads. Don't be those other teams and, in the NHL you know, that are blowing two goal leads. They, they won. So, yeah, but it took overtime only, and you gave a point to the Kraken. You don't yeah, want to play the Kraken in the playoffs. But we don't care about giving a point to the Kraken. You know, we don't care who's getting in the playoffs with us because we're going to beat all of them anyway. Well, shoot, you say that. I, don't know. I say it, and I mean it. We're gonna beat everyone in the playoffs. Okay, if you say so, including ourselves. You heard, you heard, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah. Clip this now, <laughs> everyone. Everyone, clip this now and and keep it there. Um, who's who's your biggest winner for tonight, James? Oh, Matt Duchesne. I, I, Wedgwood was great. Uh, Matt Duchesne did everything for us tonight. I mean, two yep. goals and an assist. I like I said, I really think we the that line kind of muffed it in the six on five because they wanted to get him the hat trick. But I mean, he makes up for it in overtime. Anyway, gives perfect pass over to Harley. Just tap it in. I'm going to give it to two, two players. Cause I, I've been giving, I, I sing the praises of Wedgwood already in this episode, but I'm going to sing the praises of two people in particular. Uh, my first one is Joe Pavelski. The guy I say it every single freaking time. He is 39 years old and he is leading the stars in points. He is leading the stars in goals. Did I mention he's 39? Did I mention he's taken a pay cut every single year for the past two years in order to make sure that the stars 
can be super effective in the way that they have their attack. Because he took a pay cut the last two years, they've been able to have Max Domi and then this year, Matt Duchesne. And he's still leading the team in points. Like, like he's he, he is completely defying the aging process. Like, and I understand that he's playing with two really good players and Robertson and Hens. But you could take numerous other players and throw and throw them on that line as well, and they would be good, but they still would not be as good as Joe Pavelski on that line because of the freaking hockey IQ that that man has. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous what he can do. And he, he, along with Matt Duchesne right now, because of his leadership and his ability to still get points and be 39 years old, the two of those guys are my MVPs for the season right now. They really are, especially without right a doubt. Now. Without a doubt, and I mean Pavelski is is amazing, and there's he works because he's played with these two players for long enough now too. I mean, you saw the first season he was here. I mean, he didn't look great, and then we finally kind of had him settle into a role, and now he's been in that role the entire time, and he's only gotten better in it, which is insane when you're talking about someone who biologically is losing strength. Like, and does it have that, the same that's how it works? He <laughs> no, he can't, he can't skate as fast as all. I mean, he's, he's probably slower than and he's Ryan still Suter. defensive. He, and, he, and he's his, still... his one of our best defensive players. And yet mm-hmm. he he's in the right spot. Every single time, every single mm-hmm. time he makes perfect passes. He is great defensively. I mean, he is the most complete player and he's 39 alone. He <laughs> wouldn't work with a line where he has rope hints. Uh, he works. Yes. That's, that's really what I feel it is. And, 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 that, and remember, that's why it works so well. And remember that this guy, uh, this guy only got on a line with those two because at the time, those were the only three that had any offense going for them. This was back in the bonus era. I mean, you remember that? He was just like, eh, all three of these guys are the only ones getting points. Let's throw them together, see what happens. Magic. Four years later, still together. Um, My second one is, oh, I got to give it to two more, but I'm not going to spend as much time on these two because we got to wrap it up. Um, First off, Thomas Harley. Gets the game-winning goal tonight in overtime. He has been excellent lately, and he's been... He is the number two defenseman for the Dallas Stars. I've been mentioning that the last two episodes as well. We need to see some shakeup in the in the defenseman, and he needs to be playing up there with uh, Mayor Haskinen. Hopefully we can see that, but I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. And then uh, the other one who got back into the lineup tonight, another defenseman, Joel Hanley. What the heck? The guy had a game tonight. That big hit? That I did not see that coming from little Joel Hanley. Well, I say little. Yeah. He's... 5'11". He's way bigger than both of us. But still, compared to other players, he, I mean, that hit he laid was, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. But but this is where, like, it gets tough because if you get into a game where there's a lot of special teams, he doesn't really play because he's not, he doesn't really do those. So he only ends up with, like, nine minutes of ice time. So, like, tough. And yes, he made, he made a good play on a two-on-one, and he made a big hit. But like that's that's all I see from him tonight. But honestly, 
that's more than you can say for Nils Lundqvist right now. So <laughs> it is true. Um, can't believe we hadn't talked about this. Um, what do you think of the decision by Pete DeBoer to scratch the $3.25 million man? That's uh, fine. I, I think honestly, it's it's later and later in the season we're gonna see it more and more, and it's just going to be purely because of conditioning. I think he wants that fourth line to play the hardest they possibly can every single night. And having a fourth person who can just hop in and plug and play like any way that you want to, we've seen every form of those four players on the line now. And they can all play together, and they all look the same. It, It works just the same. So having that extra player will hopefully... it's First of all, it's going to make them compete for a spot, which is going to make them play harder. And then they're going to be more rested too. It's a very good point. And I think eventually we'll start seeing some of the older players in the stars lineup. You know, maybe Jamie comes out. Maybe Jamie comes out for a game. Really depends on 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 how the season is going to. Like right now, no, you're playing you're playing the win every single game. Um, yes, Zach. Uh, giving me a hard time. Three biggest winners. Yes. This is our podcast. We can decide what we want to do with it. Ryan just decided the three stars of the game by himself. Yeah. Who were the three stars of the game? Were those the three stars of the game? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I bet they weren't, but. Uh, Okay. All right. Uh, Anything else? I think that's it. We've got, we went a little long tonight. Yeah, it's okay. We didn't do a Sunday night episode. Speaking of Sunday night, uh, we had a really good excuse for that. Uh, for those of you that there was something going on, yeah, there was something really important going on. So, uh, for those of you that have been living under a rock, if you haven't been uh, listening to our episodes the last uh, couple of weeks, Which, Chris got married. Yet. Yeah, how dare you? First off, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Chris got married yesterday. He got married, and uh, I think he was on a flight this morning. I'm not. I don't even know where he is yeah. at this point. To be honest yeah, with you, he, but he made it. They went to an island somewhere. You know. Uh, he made it there at like two in the afternoon. So they, they've been on a flight. They were on a flight for like 12 hours or something. Oh, gee, that's a long flight. I don't think it was actually 12 hours, but like it's pretty close to that, though. Well, close enough. But they made enough. it. But they like made it. Married. Yep. Chris and uh, his. Part. Yes. Chris and his wife, Ellie, uh, had a fantastic night. Uh, for those of you that uh, didn't know, we actually did it at the Perot Museum. That was actually pretty cool. That was I, cool. I I didn't know that the Perot Museum did uh did weddings and they did use the museum as a venue. It was it was fantastic. It was great. So I had fun and I I hope that they're 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 doing well. Uh, we love them both and we're very happy for them to uh, start their life together. So all right, well thank you guys for listening. There's been eleven of y'all who have been listening live and there's even more of you that are listening afterwards. We thank you guys as always, for all the support that you give us. Uh, we don't take it for granted. Uh, never thought we'd get to this point where we're doing what we're doing. And it's it's just so cool. And you guys are the ones that allow us to do this. So seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, go and check out StirCasticRemarks.com and StirCasticRemarksShop.com for all the latest merch from our podcast. And uh, as always, uh, along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, 
afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Chris will hopefully be back with us very soon. But we're going to have to deal with James saying the evening closing. I apologize in advance. (laughs) Go ahead. Take us out, James. Bye, guys. Thank you very much.